0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'd like to begin today's show by giving a shout-out to Cameron Rushton on Instagram. He heard my cry and sent in his fantasy 5 aside team, and he went for Manuel Neuer in goal, Sergio Ramos at the back, Paul Pogba in midfield, with Messi and Edison Cavani up top. And to be honest, that's not a bad team at all. So if you think you can do better, or you're just a fan of the show, remember it's kickback underscore on Instagram and Twitter. We love your follows, your feedback, and Fiverr side teams. And who knows, maybe I'll read one of your messages out in a future show. Oh, and also, mainly, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. But anyway, let's get to it. The Dream Team has been assembled. Skylar Warwick is in here taking dope pictures, and Ryan Hale is literally doing everything else. And all this for today's special guest. She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist, World Cup winner, two-time NWSL champion, and Captain of the Utah Royals. And contrary to popular belief, there's only one Arod and today I got to speak to her. Please enjoy my conversation with Amy Rodriguez. Ah so uh, Amy, how are you?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm That's doing not... good. How are you?
0: Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah, Things aren't too bad. I want to start by apologizing because for the time I've been in Utah, I've only spoken to you properly once and I've really wanted to do it more. And I apologize oh. because that's my fault. Okay. So please, my sincerest apologies. Do you forgive me?
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Our paths, even though we're in the same state and play under the same owner, we don't really cross paths all that often.
0: Yeah. For a few reasons, which we'll probably get into at some point, but yeah, I, I start by apologizing and I promise I will do better for the duration of our time here together.
1: <laughs> okay, good.
0: Okay. So I'd like to talk about your career, but then also learn about you a bit more as a, just as a person as well. So the first thing that most people do when they want to find out about somebody's look on the internet, whether the information <laughs> is right or wrong, that's the first thing you do. Um, and I was on your Wikipedia page looking for the cliche things just to know, but not necessarily to talk about. But one thing that caught me off guard was, I think your Wikipedia is broken because it says that you made your debut for the national team when you were in high school. So that clearly isn't right.
1: (laughs) Um, yes, I did actually, surprisingly enough, I probably thought the same thing. I was 17 and I think it was entering into my senior year of high school
0: how's how's that even possible does that still happen now
1: it's very rare to happen now I think I just had some really good timing I had just come off some youth world championships um there had been newfound openings on the national team because it was just following the year of Mia Ham's retirement Mm -hmm. a lot of the other big time player retirements um and so I think the coach was just out scouting and I was playing well at the right time, and I got my I got my first look, so it was really exciting.
0: But in high school, though, like I get it in college, but in high school, like, so I'll take it you were pretty good then, yeah?
1: <laughs> um, I, I don't think I was very good back then, okay. looking, looking back now, um, but clearly someone did, so um, yeah. I, I do remember, though, I was really intimidated, and I felt extremely young. Um, compared to some of those veteran players on the team.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And after you made that debut for the national team, how did you go about selecting which college to go to and how did that affect sort of just the national team and stuff as well?
1: So I had already committed to going to USC, which is Southern California. Yeah. And... I think I actually surprised a lot of people with that selection because at the time, USC wasn't a high-ranked soccer school. Um, It was kind of the university in my backyard. Growing up in in SoCal, I wanted to stay there. I visited the university and absolutely loved it. Um, I wanted to get my education from there, but not necessarily was it, you know, like I said, high-ranked in the soccer world. So it was a pretty big risk for me to go there, but I think it all worked out for me in hindsight because, we ended up winning a national championship my junior year there, um, and we created quite a good good team while I was there, but I think I did turn a few heads.
0: Okay, so you start off by saying how it wasn't a very good program when you first arrived, and then you said you won a national championship while you were there. So what you're saying is that you made the school.
1: <laughs> no, you're putting words in my mouth.
0: I'm just, you, you said those things. That, oh, that's how I heard it. Is um, that right?
1: I said we created a really good squad. And we also had a coaching change in there, some some player additions.
0: But you, um, it was you.
1: Yes, I had, I, I played a part in that. But obviously, as you know, soccer's played with of <laughs> people, so.
0: Okay, uh, okay. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I uh, read too far in between the lines. Maybe I missed the point. <laughs> maybe. But uh, my next question to you, for people who maybe haven't watched you, how would you describe yourself as a player? Like, I've got an idea, but how would you describe yourself?
1: Um, it wasn't on my Wikipedia page. <laughs>
0: well, like, listen, we can put it in now if you want. Whatever you say now is, how, is what i put on your Wikipedia page tonight.
1: I think primarily people probably...
0: No, 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 no. How do you describe yourself as I a don't... player, not others?
1: Well... Oh, I, I to tend dance. to be one of the faster players. I think that one of my attributes is speed and quickness. Okay. Um, being a striker, you always want that, that sense of, of beating your defender to the ball and trying to get, you know, a toe poke in the net, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely find myself um, getting out of small spaces. And I think that's probably the primary part of my game.
0: Okay. Um, so having watched you for a few years now and watched you up closely in the last year and a half I'll be honest the type of player you are I find you really annoying. If I was playing against you I'd be really annoyed. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly like it is. I'd be really, really, really annoyed because you're okay. the type that just, just leave me alone. Like I should, be, I should be like you should be saying that to me. But it's the, It'd be the other way around with people like you and obviously that's a good thing because you can get under my skin but Fair play to you. And I think it was sort of highlighted to me in the game which I went to watch last year. I think it was against Portland. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it got a little bit uh, little bit edgy towards the end. All triggered by yourself. Would you agree?
1: Um, yes.
0: What's the nervous yes about? It was you. I was sorry with my own eyes. It was you.
1: I think that how I am on the field has really, and especially in that game where it was quite heated, not, well, it isn't necessarily a great depiction of who I am, but it does show <laughs> the passionate side of me, <laughs> which, which is definitely there. Um, and I definitely think I can get under some people's skin and be quite annoying sometimes probably. But, um, yeah, just the excitement and, and passionate part of me is what you probably saw in that game last you,
0: year. I did. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I loved it at the end because when you were having your thing with Sonnet, the ball was still in play and stuff was actually happening. And I was like, oh, this is great. There's like a whole separate, <laughs> separate event happening here on the field. Like this is, this is absolutely brilliant. And for, uh, and for you then, I know it's, it seems a bit awkward for you to talk about, but in that moment, are you angry just for then? Or do you take that with you, say going forward to the next game against Portland?
1: Um, there's always a competitive edge to me in every game that I come into. And I'm sure that will be there in in the next game against Portland. Um, but absolutely no feelings are carried off the field for me personally, Mm -hmm. um, especially when I know it's heat of the moment, passionate about the game and being competitive.
0: Okay. So that's for you, but how about say Sonnet and I think you got into it, got into it with Haran as well. Would you, how do you reckon the opposition view you as a player?
1: Um, I hope I'm just seen with a lot of respect. I, after the game ended, I, I do remember approaching Haran and handshaking with her, um, just as a quick like good game and you know we move on as professionals we we bring our best we bring our a game every time we step out on the field and I'm able to leave it and I hope other players are too Yeah,
0: you're saying all the correct answers from the textbook so far I'm really really impressed (laughs) but we'll have to put that away soon because you know with that moment it's always a little bit easier to shake a hand after you've won a game though am I wrong
1: uh true I I agree to that but there's also an understanding and a respect amongst players. Yeah,
0: so I know. I'm just stirring the pot here just for the sake of it. You know. Keep I, going. <laughs> <laughs> there's one other thing I want as well. So having seen how annoying you are as a player to play against and knowing your strengths, one day before I leave this place, I wanna go, I wanna do one v1s with you. Are you up for that?
1: Oh goodness. Um, um.
0: <laughs> well, there's a twist though, because You'll have to defend me at some point as well.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Can the loser, like, buy ice cream or something?
0: Listen, (laughs) if you want to buy ice cream for me, feel free to buy ice cream for me.
1: (laughs) Already guessing that you'd win. Okay. All right.
0: No, listen, I want to hear what you think. Do you you want that? I I want it. Do you Um, want it?
1: Sure. I think the the challenge should be on. I actually wouldn't mind... It's not 1v1s, I wouldn't mind, like, a skills challenge. Let's, let's oh, compare. Oh, she took
0: it to let's, skills. I've never done a skill in my whole down. life. Why would you say skills? Why do you say just, like, <laughs> picking it far or something? <laughs>
1: skills. Crossbar challenge.
0: Right, okay. Well, yeah, I'll I'll consider that. I will consider that. <laughs> I'll consider it. But please don't expect me to get back to you with a strong yes. But I'll consider it. So over the years, um, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. So you've told me what your game is like now has it changed over the years or is it the same as it's always been?
1: Well, I think as a player, I, I look back and I know that my development has obviously um, progressed over the years. As you mentioned earlier, 17 years old to now 33, I would hope that my game has, has changed for the better. Yeah. Um, I still think I have room to go and, and everyone can always up their game in some capacity. So I'm not finished yet, but I do, I do feel like I've come a long way and being now one of the more experienced players, um, I think I have a really good perspective on the game, which helps me in in terms of my performance.
0: Okay. So the big change over time has just been perspective more than the actual style of play that you have.
1: Yeah. I think like every day I'm out on the field. Yes. I'm working on technique and skill and, and actual soccer tactics, but you grow a lot too psychologically and mentally and i think those two factors play a huge role in in professional sports because i live and play in a high pressure situation there's a ton of chaos um there's fans rooting for you you know people doubting you and i think that if you can overcome those psychological factors i think that alone can can definitely grow you as a player
0: Okay, so you've you've played a long time. I'll, I'll call it what it is. It's been a long time. And in fairness, yeah. interestingly, we've basically we basically started a year apart. Um, so I was in two thousand and four. You were two thousand and five. Is that right? So yeah. over those years, um, I had a moment, and I want to see when yours was. But when did you realize you were actually old for the game, and when did you become a veteran?
1: Hmm. Um. Probably not until recently. Really? <laughs> I, I, it's weird that you say that because, yes, I'm an older player that has a lot of years of experience, but you still feel like there's room to grow. So, therefore, you don't feel like you've hit the end or you've hit the top. I think when I realize it the most is, is that when I'm in the locker room and I look around and I think, okay, well, I'm a 33-year-old playing against and playing with 23-year-olds. That's yeah. really when I realize it. Because um, out on the soccer field, you know, age is just a number, how you, mm-hmm. how you play and, and how you move the ball. Like we're all kind of on the same playing field, I guess you could say. Um, but it's not until I like take a step back that I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like I am much older than some of my teammates here. Yeah. Um, and I joke that, you know, locker room talk for some girls might be about, I don't know, that new video that was just posted or something, That's completely different of what I'm thinking. And, and, and when I say that, I mean, like, I'm considering, like, did I change my kid's diapers? (laughs) Did I leave a snack for him? You know, like, our our thoughts are just different. Yeah, different right now. And so that's when I notice it the most. Yeah,
0: I think you're very fortunate then, because for me, it was probably six years ago, because the club I was at, Queen's Park Rangers, we always used to do young versus old. And Mm -hmm. I could literally never be young enough to be in the young team. And I was literally 26, (laughs) 27.
1: So I was like, what's
0: going on here? And then to add to it, as soon as I got to 30, I think it was, Mm -hmm. I now have to do all the pre-activation stuff before going out on the field because there was a spell where I thought, let me just sit down, talk, and then go straight out. Oh, my goodness gracious me, my body. I have never felt anything like it. It's like I was running on glass. My spine was solid. And I said, no, this is... (laughs) this has hit me differently and I don't—I wasn't ready for it so with you being a you're not old I, I, I apologise for saying this because I, I sometimes joke about this myself because of how old I am and I call myself old but I know I'm not old in the real world I'm not old but in terms of soccer like I'm pretty old so what is it you love or hate the most about being a veteran in the game right now?
1: Um I love being a veteran in that I do come to each game, each practice, now this upcoming tournament, um, with experience. Yeah. And I, it, that adds confidence to my game. Um, what I don't like about thinking that I could be just a few seasons away from retirement is that I feel like women's soccer is moving in such a positive direction. Yeah. There's so much opportunity. Um, you know, our, our league is really taking off and hitting the ground running and I just wish I had you know 10 plus more years left in me so that I could enjoy the game even longer in such an exciting time
0: yeah so you say that but now let me add a bit more to it so would you enjoy all those 10 years if you had to do a six minute run every at the start of every preseason
1: <laughs> we actually just did the six minute run in in yesterday's um, team practice and but no I, I absolutely don't like all the hard stuff that you put into it but <laughs> I would deal with it i would put up with it for another 10 plus years
0: yeah you see you're the exact opposite of me because that's the stuff that puts me off playing for another 10 plus years i just can't okay. be doing with preseason. i hate it so much i know i hate it i know especially well, we you play said. to play Pardon?
1: we play to play
0: yeah exactly and especially like as you say we we'll get the ages you're playing with 16 17 18 year olds like for perspective i started in 2004 and there could be someone sitting next to me who was born in 2004 you know, or was right. born in two thousand and three and it's like, aha, okay. So um firstly, what what do we talk about? Because <laughs> major key loads of key events in the world you weren't around for, so you know, you've been shaped differently. Right. And then even right. like talking about tournaments and just historical moments and games, they have totally. no clue. Which is, you know, it is it is what it is, but it definitely changes the tone within a dress room anyway. Can I um talk to you about the recent news? which is that you are the captain of the Utah Royals. Congratulations, firstly. Thank you. Have you been a captain before?
1: I have been a captain before in college. Oh, um, so it's
0: like 20, 30 years ago when you were in college.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um, but I've never been a captain of a professional team. Okay. So this was, this was a big step for me. And especially given the year that it has been, I have felt... Um, Definitely, like out of whack, or um, quite a bit of responsibilities on my shoulders. Yeah. Just given the, the status of our team um, with coronavirus, the pandemic, and trying to rally the, the group from afar.
0: Yeah, is it is being a captain something that you ever wanted?
1: Um. I didn't say to myself that like I wanted this role, but I happily and graciously took it because I feel like it is a really big honour and I think that I have the capability to do so.
0: Okay, so in your career, what type of captain do you, do you like the most?
1: Um... We, I mean, just speaking from my experience here at the Royals, we had Captain Becky Sauerbrunn the last several years, and, and she was excellent in that she was a great leader. She she led by example. Um, not too vocal, and and definitely not, um, like, a hard-to-impress type captain, but, you know, very supportive and, and like I said, led by example, and that's kind of what I would want to emulate as a captain. Um and hopefully just taking players under my wing and and helping in any way that I could.
0: Okay, so you're not going to be the type of captain that just shouts a lot?
1: Definitely not, but I am vocal in that I I feel like I am quite a cheerleader out there. Um, I do love cheering on my teammates and and rallying people, but I'm not like the yelling halftime speech kind of girl.
0: Yeah, okay. I respect that because throughout my career, I think I've respected more so the ones who lead by example. They always the right things they're always encouraging people and they always Mm -hmm. they never take anything away from you they're always trying to give you more or keep you going whereas some of those other people who I I speak of I feel like they kind of do it to be seen from the outside as being a good captain and a good leader but ultimately that's only the case if you can get the most out of the people around you You know, but the perception is that they're great because you see them on the field all the time just pointing and shouting at people but yeah I won't name names but they know who they are
1: (laughs) Well, how's your captain
0: over at RSL right now? It's Albert, right? Yeah, that's Albert. That's Albert. That's that, that's a really good question. So across the 18 months I've been here, I've ended up spending a lot of time with Albert. We go on, we share rooms together when we go away and stuff. And I've mm-hmm. gotten the chance to speak to him a lot. And I feel like he's grown a lot as a, as a player and as a man in that time. And I think he, at times, he had a view of the game and stuff like that, which maybe wasn't really beneficial to him. But as times passed, I've I feel like I've kind of shown him like what it actually is and how important he is within this space here. And mm-hmm. as a consequence, now when he wears the armband, he knows that he's representing everybody, and everybody's happy that he has it. And he tries to get as much out of everybody as he can. So, in, unlike say maybe some tens that will just be so concerned about just what they're doing and just being nice and being that, he knows that he leads by example if he's working hard everybody works hard if he's playing well the team will be playing well if things aren't going well he's going to find a way to help us get better and i think that responsibility for him is i think it's really taking on taking him on in his game obviously we've only played two games but yeah he's a different he's a different person now to when i first came
1: that's cool cool yeah. to hear that
0: um who's been your favorite captain so far in your career
1: Christy Rampone, she was a longtime captain of my time when I was on the national team.
0: Okay.
1: Um, she's also a mom of two girls, okay. so similar to me in, in that way, being a mom and a professional athlete. Um, I definitely look up to her as a person, and just like I, like you mentioned, leading by example and and being the voice of of the team. Um, you really respect, to, you know, your captain, and and you want to play for them. And I think that she brought out you know, the best in me during my time there.
0: Who um in the Royals would you say are other potential captains?
1: Hmm. it was really hard obviously when we lost Becky, um, because she was our captain through and through. Um, Rachel Corsi, as you know, she's
0: yeah
1: a great leader as well on the team. Um, Vero as well. We've got a good we've got a good group of, of leaders on this team and it really does take you know, all of us to to kind of bear that leadership role. Um, But we just started or we're about to start team training tomorrow. So I think we're probably going to see a few few leaders pop up um, here and there and kind of figure out the culture that we have here at, at the Royals.
0: And how about the younger players? Who do you think has that sort of captain gene within them, which might flourish at some point in the future?
1: Hmm. Um, I think that's a good question. You well, never know you. how how, yes. Yes. how people are going to turn out, but um, I do have I do have a lot of faith in our in our youth on this team, and I know for me personally, I've taken um, Maddie Nolf under my wing a little bit. Yeah, um, great attitude, always works hard, brings out the best in in herself in training, um, and I think that just pushes other people's on other people and players on. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to follow her story. Um, but really, in all, we we actually have a great group of of girls on the squad this year.
0: And I, I like that. I like that you've 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 basically picked one person, but then kind of brought them back to the rest of the group. So you you're dancing around the question. I can see <laughs> what's going on. You don't want to name anyone in a positive or negative light so you'll name everybody.
1: Oh, That's fine. God. I see this. You're tough. I You're see a tough this. question asker. Listen,
0: I've got, I've got far tougher questions to come. Let's not worry about that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so as a skipper as well, what would you say your goals are? Say if you were to be captain for the duration of your time here in Utah, what would you say? What are your goals as leader?
1: I want to create a culture here. I want to... Um, and a lot of this doesn't stem, I think, from the captain only. It stems from all the players on the squad. You know, we have to rally together um, in finding – in, in getting a head, new head coach this year. We have new leadership there. I think we don't have an identity yet, and so I am looking forward to the 2020 season. Um, me as a new role, new head coach, a bunch of new players. It's It's going to be – it's going to be interesting to kind of create the culture here and, and I'm really looking forward to it and I hope it's a good one.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it will be. Uh, so let's talk about life now. So you've mentioned it a few times now, but you are a mother of two. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking as a father of three, you've got it so easy. So, so easy. What? <laughs> <laughs> one less kid, so much easier. No, we will get to that, that but One thing which I'd like you to try and explain and just talk to me about in general is, so obviously you're a, you're a mother of two and that feels perfectly normal to me, but it doesn't feel common within women's sport, especially soccer for women to be having children. And why is that, if you could uh, talk us through it?
1: So definitely not. It's not um, often that you see professional soccer playing moms. Um And I think it's because the the obvious, which is you can't, have a baby and play soccer at the same time. Um, I had to take off two full seasons in order to have my two children. Um, And then I always took the risk of, well, what if I didn't come back to be the player that I once was, it was always a sacrifice to my career to have a child. So that's probably why you don't see it in a lot of women when, When you're at the top of your game and and you're you're peaking as far as performance, the last thing you want to do is step aside for a whole year plus. Um, But if you know me, I'm a pretty big family person. Um, I'm so fortunate that I was able to do both. Um, But I will say that family came first and my career had to take a little bit of a backseat. And now that I've had my two children and I've come back. Um, I I am really grateful that I can do both.
0: Okay. So you chose to be different because you always valued family above the career itself.
1: Um, I think it was something I was willing to give up, but I, I will say this when I, when I stepped aside to have my children, I could not wait to get back on the field and lace my boots up again. I will say that I, I miss soccer even more. I it was very clear to me that I didn't want to let go of the sport. Um, it gave me like a newfound passion again, toward, because it was taken away from me, and then I I I wanted it even more. You know, kind of like that reverse yeah. psychology a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I think when I returned to playing, I had this this excellent perspective that I had my family, and that was the most important thing to me at the time. And if I could go out there and play soccer as well, like it would be the added bonus. Yeah. And so that was kind of the way I looked at it. And like I said, I have this grateful attitude now because I was able to do both.
0: What would you say the pros and cons are of actually having children whilst you try and pursue your career?
1: Um, The pros are that you get a, a baby's life, you get to extend your family and, and you get to you know, grow a person and, and, and love for another human being.
0: Yep.
1: Um, the cons are that you don't know how your body's going to respond. You don't know if you'll have a job when you're, when you return. Um, and the day in day out work after having a baby is so difficult that it's hard to fathom unless you've been through it yourself.
0: Yeah. So obviously you haven't had kids your whole career. So what was your life like before you had the children as you, the individual, like what, what was a normal day for you?
1: It was so easy. I mean, I'm sure as you've experienced this too, like you don't, you think your life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. You think I'm so busy. I've got like things to do and people to please. And, but then when you become a parent, it's like all that responsibility of them eating, sleeping, being taken care of, like that all falls on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, and I will say I have quite an interesting situation because my husband and I don't get to live together during the season because I'm out here in Utah playing while he's at home working in our home in California. Yeah. Um. So I've got the the stress of almost single parenting. Yes. And that adds a whole nother element to myself. So so, yeah, before kids, I thought life was busy. Now life is just chaos. It, yeah. it really is. But yeah. but it's fun. It's my life is complex, but it's fun and I I enjoy it and I I enjoy playing for my little guys. Like I enjoy showing them the ropes of what professional athlete life is and and I hope that along the way I'm motivating them and being a good example for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think as well in this time that we've just had going through the pandemic having children Um, although intense it just leaves you in a place where you're never really bored from the moment they wake up whatever they do for the day is going to set the tone for the day you can try and direct them whichever way I I feel but uh, we don't really have many free hours in our household no so have you got ambitions of having a third child
1: so I actually did And I wasn't sure when I could time it, you could say, Uh um, with my playing career. And I think that I'm leaving it open-ended. But as of right now, I am pretty soccer career focused. And I do want to play out the next couple of seasons and really focus on on playing.
0: Okay. Well, my only advice anyway, if you do decide to pursue a third child, is it's not necessarily harder, but to put a soccer analogy to it you go from man-on-man marking to playing a zone so
1: (laughs) i'm not a defender this is not good (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's different it's different just be in the right space and you can deal with as many threats as you can within that space
1: oh goodness
0: but yeah like i said it's not harder it's just a different approach so Yeah. yeah i look forward to in the future our kids playing together as a six
1: i actually would like to know how old are your kids
0: so, my oldest is six. My, so my, my oldest daughter, Maya, she's six. Um, my middle child, Taya, she's actually three tomorrow. And my son, mm-hmm. he's two in July. So, yeah, I have two oh, kids, wow. which, uh, yeah, like, haha, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, we, we're, we're busy. We're a very, gotcha. very busy family. Can I, um, can you talk to me about something which I am particularly jealous of about your career? I don't know if you'll be able to guess what it is, but <laughs> I love the fact that you've got two Olympic golds because I always wanted to take part okay. in the Olympics because I came up from running track and stuff like that. So I always looked at the Olympics in a very, very fond manner. And then I was playing soccer and there was no team to represent Great Britain or whatever until the 2012 Olympics, which you actually played in and won, did you not? uh yes correct I, so you, i've just got to think oh my god yeah was it that year oh, it must be nice <laughs> so firstly with that it, it that turns out that we were in the same place at the same time because i was living in london around that same time
1: so oh, I, I cool, Yeah, I
0: and i would have watched you as well which again is like tiny tiny world but what what's it like playing at an olympics like how what's the environment like just can you please just tell me so i can pretend that i've been there
1: Well, first of all, I will say that London is one of my favorite cities in the world. Yes. Um, I was fortunate enough to live there or live um, uh, during the Olympics during that time for like almost a month plus. So where did you um, stay? uh, Well, we kind of bounced around quite obviously the hub was London and the environment just in that city and with all the athletes, it's just one that it's so hard to describe There's such a sense of, like, camaraderie and Olympic spirit and athletehood where, um, you know, everybody's just at the top of their games and everybody's um, showing off their best efforts. And I think that there's a there's a sense of, I don't know, pride amongst people. And and you're obviously trying to represent your country. So trying to make our, our home country proud. Uh, fortunately we won the gold medal that year. So we, we came, we came to, (laughs) we did what we came to do. And, um, yeah, I, I absolutely loved my Olympic experiences both in 2008 and 2012.
0: Was it Beijing 2008 or was it somewhere else?
1: Correct, Beijing. Oh, yeah.
0: What a nerd! I know these things. I know these <laughs> things.
1: What, I wish I was available for the Rio Olympics in 2016, but I had I was pregnant with my son Luke during that year.
0: How selfish of you! How dare you!
1: I know. Shame
0: I on know. you. Shame on you, Amy. <laughs> um, so you you mentioned the fact that you came and you won the gold, but what's it like? say playing for the usa in an environment like that where ultimately you are the favorites do you feel that pressure do you thrive in that pressure or how does it affect you
1: um i will say that it's a very confident feeling being in with our usa team because we are so good and year after year we have proven that um there is pressure to perform because you don't want to be the team that didn't win. Yeah, I know that back in 2011, when we played in the final of the World Cup against Japan, we lost. Yeah, and that was that was devastating for me in my career. Probably, you know, one of the most upset moments I, I have had in in playing sport. Um, but if if you followed the story, you heard that back then in 2015, we won the olympic gold medal or sorry the world cup championship um against japan and i think that that sense of redemption is what brought us back to life yeah um you talk about the u.s being so good and for so many years having this kind of like a dynasty feeling it's amazing to to be a part of that story
0: yeah for sure can you divulge some of your favorite moments with me now okay so I feel very, very privileged because we have a striker on the podcast. I've noticed that I tend to drift towards defenders. So some of these <laughs> okay. questions I can't really ask. And if I ask, it's like quite boring. But okay. Let's talk about goals. It's so refreshing to be around strikers talking about goals. What would you say your favorite goal has been in your career?
1: Um, My first Olympic goal is one of my favorites. Um, left-footed volley against um New Zealand in one of the early rounds of the Olympics I think I you know I was just excited to to represent my country and in in the biggest stage that I've ever played on you know in 2008 playing in Olympics that that was that was a huge moment for me but um yeah I think that I've been a part of a lot of really good teams and some some really fun goals some not so pretty goals but all in all, just to put your your team on the scoreboard is is a good
0: feeling. Well, I'm sure that is a great feeling. It's not one that I've had that many times, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is a terrific feeling. What would you say your favorite season has been so far? Hmm. I, I like I like the pause because again, it shows how like great career you've had. Where oh, there was that Gosh. year when we won this, that year where we won that. Like, most people know they just pinpoint it straight away. It was the one year where we had more than half wins or something but for you uh well you know as a champion maybe it was this year maybe it was that okay Uh,
1: okay without sounding like i'm bragging i i I hear i hear you out (laughs) i i have been a part of a lot of really good teams and had a lot of success
0: oh my goodness
1: um (laughs) uh I will say my favorite year playing soccer was probably 2015, and that because I won both a World Cup and a um, NWSL Championship in the same year. So, literally on both of my squads, it was it was the highest of highs. Uh,
0: that NWSL Championship, did you did you score in the final or anything like that? I think I did. Was that the year when you got MVP in the final as well, or was that a different year?
1: It could have been. I actually don't remember. They blur. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> oh,
0: look at this. Look at this success story. This must be so nice.
1: I'm lucky. I know that. I, I'm I'm counting my lucky stars.
0: Well, at some point, I think you have to say that it's maybe not luck. But anyway, who would you say your favorite teammates have been across your career and why?
1: Um, Gosh, that's so hard because... I've played on a lot of teams, played a lot of years. And, and you don't want to upset
0: anyone, so you're gonna try and name as many people as possible.
1: I don't think I don't think I can name like just one person or even just a few people. Like you have to it. think that sometimes and, and also too, it's not just people like on your team, it's people on the other team. Yeah. Um, that motivate me as a player and I think that that's worth something, right? You know?
0: Listen, dance around the question as much as you want. It's fine, it's completely up to you. <laughs>
1: It's not dancing around the question; just hard to answer. You're you're asking some tough questions.
0: Well, who do you, well? The question was like, who do you like? But sure, if, that, if you want to call that tough, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll leave that one. I'll leave that one, but I'll, I'll do some more digging, see what else I can find on social media. If I see any pictures <laughs> of any person you've played with at all on your social media, I'll know that's the person who is your favorite player.
1: <laughs> I'm posting later today. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll be watching. Um, who would you say then in terms of being in a team, not necessarily your favorite teammate as such in terms of who you get on with, but who've been your favorite people to play with, who you've clicked with on the field?
1: Um, so speaking of, um, Vera, who we brought up earlier, I actually was fortunate to play with her back in 2010 in the previous professional league. Um, we played in Philadelphia together and I grew so much as a forward playing with her because she's got such a great vision for the game. Um, and I learned kind of how to make runs off my midfielders from her. And then when she joined here, at the Utah Royals, um, you know, I was, I was so excited again because like I said, we've, we've played together. She's taught me a lot about being a forward and, and making good runs. And um, she's definitely one of those, those players that brings out the best in me. And so um, I feel very fortunate to have her here with me now.
0: Yeah. She, she threw you a few assists last year, didn't she?
1: Yeah. She's, she's the best of the best as far as vision and, and playing that number 10 spot.
0: Okay. So let me enter that, uh, this realm again of you talking about how great you are but having to be very selective so of all the medals you've won which one would you say is your favourite?
1: Um, gosh again tough because
0: you don't upset anybody whether it's in a team in the national team or a club team it's fine I see this I see I've seen this I've all is... the time
1: I would say my 2015 World Cup medal. And the reason why I say that is because it was after I had had my first son, Ryan. Um, I was kind of that comeback story that nobody really knew if I was going to be able to return to play. Um, it was the highest award you could win in my sport. So definitely a uh, a huge um, goal of mine that I was able to accomplish.
0: It's very interesting what you said there about how it's the highest thing you can win in your sport. So you think that mm-hmm. you view the World Cup higher than the Olympics.
1: So the World Cup is is the highest in my personal sport, but the Olympics is obviously the highest I could win in any sport.
0: Yeah. So you've done both no so it's just a toss up. You'd flip just toss the coin, whichever, whatever. Yeah. It's just it's what they're both
1: great. They're they, they are both great and very proud to to have some hardware from both yeah no doubt
0: um when this season finishes how do you think you'll be able to measure success after everything that's happened
1: um i think success can be attributed to happiness i feel really happy in my life i've accomplished a lot i'm hopefully raising some good kids um I know that I bring my best and I work hard every day so I can walk away happy and content in that, in that sense. Um, this year looks a lot different than most. And I don't know like when the season's going to end, like we have a, we have a tournament coming up next month and I'm going to have seven games to play and then perhaps a break until next March. Um, so, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to do some, some evaluating after the season ends, whenever that might be.
0: Okay. So, that was a very serious question. So, I'm going to tone it down a little bit now, okay? <laughs> okay. just going to give you some would-you-rathers just to... Because your shoulders are getting a little bit tight. So, I just want to just, <laughs> just calm things down a little bit. Um,
1: <laughs> so,
0: you mentioned the tournament. So, I'll reference a few things in relation to the tournament. But it can be general as well, okay? So, for this tournament, would you rather be the player that would come off the bench in every game and score or start every game and not score? Score. So you'd rather come off the bench and score?
1: I'm contributing. The other one didn't feel as special
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay um so for somehow now we fast-forwarded another 15 years and you know you're finally thinking about retiring at the age of 48 and (laughs) you're thinking right this is the time to do it would you stop playing or if somebody says you can play one more year but you have to play as a goalkeeper would you play one more year or would you call time
1: time <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright how about if it was one more year as a
1: defender oh no time <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem fun back there nobody wants to be back there it
0: is no fun back here you end up back here you don't start back here that's the problem <laughs> like, we're serving a longer sentence but um right for the opposition then would you rather the opposition
1: feared you or loved you
0: hmm
1: Probably feared. Why would they love me?
0: Just because you could be a nice person?
1: I think I'm annoying. You already called me that earlier. Well, <laughs> that
0: was at the start before I knew you. Like, it's different now. I don't find you as annoying.
1: Okay, good.
0: Yeah, um,
1: we, yeah, I'd probably be feared.
0: Okay. So, I think you've answered this one before, but would you rather be hated by them or respected? Respected. Respected. All right. Um, so... Now we're in the tournament mode again. So you're in the final, yeah? And your team is going to win, but you've had this vision, yeah? And you have two choices. You're either going to get sent off in the final or you're going to score an own goal in the final. Your team's still going to win, but which one of those two would you rather do? Sent off. You just... Why? Why?
1: Um, I think that shows, like, passion and intensity, and if that can... Rally up some of the teammates on my team, then then I would do it.
0: Well, that's that's your take on it. My perception is, you've said, "Oh, an own goal for a striker? No, 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 no. All I do is score goals. I don't want anything to be defended. <laughs> Literally anything linked to being at the back or close to your own goal. You you kind of distancing yourself from it. And I see this. I see this, Amy. I see this.
1: <laughs> uh, I hope I'm never scoring an own goal. That just sounds yeah, it's yeah disgusting. That sounds- it's
0: absolutely disgusting. When it all of a sudden, especially like when it, this happened to me maybe t- twice, I think. And okay. this one game was on TV and the ball hits you and it goes in. Right. And you just know full well, every camera is now going straight at you. There's a notification been sent out to the whole world. You've just scored an on goal. And no. now your team's losing. And you're like, oh, for goodness sake. Like but what? you
1: said my team was going to
0: win anyway, so... Yeah, I know. But still, you distance yourself away from defending. That's the whole thing. You'd, yeah. you'd rather just take a red somewhere else, for quotation marks, passion. Passion. <laughs> than, than be back there where, some, <laughs> where something's happening. Uh, so I've I've got a new question, a new would you rather, uh, which I'm going to be posing to a few guests going forward. And you can be the... Uh, and you will be the first. And maybe you give the greatest answer. Yeah? Okay. So, On social media, you're a big star, obviously. You're a big star away from social media, but you're a big star on social media. 130-odd thousand followers on Instagram. Is that right? Something like that, give or take?
1: I'm not so so involved on the social media, but
0: maybe. All right. So imagine just for a second that you were, okay? okay? And for the next week, you have to post on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, just every social media platform. You have to post maybe 12 times a day about one of these two things, okay? (laughs) Would you rather spend the week for 12 posts a day talking about all your strengths or 12 posts a day talking about all your weaknesses? Which would you rather for seven days?
1: Oh, no. Well, I couldn't make 12 posts of strengths probably, so I would have to be weaknesses. And I think perhaps... talking about talking about maybe things that are uncomfortable or are probably the better way to go i don't know
0: (laughs) are you sure about this are you sure is this is gonna be your final answer
1: if you know me i i'm i try to err on the side of being humble and i would hate to feel the sense of like bragging about my strengths i would hate
0: it so you'd hate that over sounding like you're just begging for sympathy like oh my god, I just can't defend. No, look at this clip of this me not being so able to defend. Hard. <laughs> Are you gonna stick with it? Is that your final answer?
1: I guess I don't know.
0: Yeah, I got you. I like that. This question is gonna be happening every single week now forever. So thank you very much. <laughs> so my final question to you then, um, and thanks for being on by the way, is: when your kids get older, how would you like them to be to describe you as a player?
1: My mom worked hard, and I saw my mom getting up early before the sun even rose up in the in the day to to get my workout done. Um, I want them to be proud of me and be be proud of the way that I carried myself. So, yeah, I hope that those kind of things can come out of their mouths.
0: Yeah, well, from what I'm seeing so far, I'm pretty sure it will do at some point. So thank you very <laughs> much for being on the show, Amy. <laughs>
1: thank, you thank you so you. much.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Obviously, you gave me a few funny answers, but thank you, thank you very much.
1: You just you're you're a hard questioner, man. You, you say
0: this, but I promise you, if we're meeting in real life, this is exactly the type of question I'll be giving you. But you just won't, <laughs> but you just won't be getting recorded because everything is interesting.
1: Well, when the quarantine's over, you and me skills challenge, and we'll we'll have some fun. Yes.
0: Yeah let's let's lightly pencil that in like really 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 lightly okay let's not press down too hard because certain things are unlikely to happen but we'll meet up soon and you make sure you stay safe and good luck in the tournament of course
1: yeah this was so fun
0: so there you have it ladies and gentlemen that is the real a-rod and it was an absolute pleasure speaking with her and i hope you enjoyed it too and now we need to give thanks but also remind you that it's kickback underscore natum on instagram and twitter and that's the place to go if you'd like to interact with us but like i say it's time to give thanks and firstly, i i'd like to give thanks to the legend that is producer ryan hale the future legend that is media manager skylar warwick a big thanks to mountain air Studios Draper utah and again thank you to our listeners especially all those who've subscribed so yeah till next time